Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Black Widow feedback. It's time to talk about it and all the things that you have to say and the things that we have to say about what you say. You know how that intro goes. Anyway, all that and more of that we have no control over. Her. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our third chair, in our producer chair, we have Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm great. How are you? You oh, know. Doing good. <laughs> doing good. Just uh, loving life. Like We're getting Loki. content galore. <sighs> this that Last week was what we said. It was, it was the busiest week of the podcast ever. Right. And this week, we're just like living in the glow of all this new content, yes. and all the all the theories that people are kicking out, and <laughs> living in the piles of hundreds upon hundreds of emails. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we uh, we got that good Sfathlafari, uh afterglow about us. If you don't know what that is, check out Legends and Libations on Twitch. <laughs> is that one gone? Episode one? No, that's still there. Oh no way. Yeah, we yeah, thought it was going to be gone in two weeks, but uh, sticking around for some reason. Ah, I guess it's yes. sixty days. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. So, anyway, so yeah, Stranded Panda TV on Twitch. Like we're, they're doing legends and libations now, and every th- every other Thursday, right? Every other Thursday. Yeah, Dang. yeah. The next one we're going to be talking about Arthurian legends Ooh. because uh, the very next day the movie Green Knight comes out. Nice, yeah. nice. So we get to talk cool. about Gawain and his. Fun time. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, we're going to dive right in. Let's just get through as much of this Black Widow feedback as we can. Talk Black about Black Widow. Widow feedback. Kenneth Kaz sent us an email. Says me listening to y'all's po- latest podcast while I'm at work is just me milking cows and yelling at what seems like nothing that Clinton Barton doesn't deserve forgiveness. Probably my favorite <laughs> feedback. <laughs> 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 Poor Clint Barton. Apparently, yelling at cows, milking cows, and yelling at the cows. You can't he's a damn idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> you get me. Yeah, why you get Clint, Why doesn't Clint deserve forgiveness? I feel like Clint deserves forgiveness. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they think that because he went on a crazy murder spree. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, forgive him for his guys. record deal. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't. I you know, I didn't know any of those people that he killed. It's fine. <laughs> All right, they okay. seem like bad guys, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Probably. I mean, all we really saw him murdering was yakuza guys. Well, and we got told he like murdered a bunch of cartel guys at the border, and yeah, like he's out killing killing bad guys. He's doing the Lord's work. I'm totally cool with that part of him. As a punisher situation, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I think the the real problem here is that he let Nat throw herself to her own death. No, he, he tried to steal her. that from her. He yeah. tried to steal her he moment. Did. Don't get me started. <laughs> he did. You know, it, it just shows that she's that much better than him. Like, she defeated him in that moment. Yeah. She won. Ouch. Yeah. She won. I still have I'm like, how come you couldn't just use both hands? Okay, whatever. Yeah. With your Batman. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Don't get sidetracked. <laughs> uh, it's so funny to watch Ashley just, like, wrestle with herself. I'm like... <laughs> Calm. Collected. Abby Wilkinson is an email. Hi, guys. First time writing in here, but I thought you'd appreciate some of this intel. 
word choice intended, relating to Black Widow. I wanted to try and get it in before your second cast on Black Widow. As a bit of background, I came into the MCU through my now partner, and Natasha was my favorite character in my introduction to Avengers. I have become a cosplayer through her. I've progressed in writing and art stuff, both that I do for fun, through fan art and fanfic writing. I even started learning a few words in Russian for cosplay, which led me to remember how much I love learning languages, and now I'm officially learning Russian. This film was the biggest fan event of my life. I was really disappointed that no cinemas near me in the UK did midnight releases, but I saw Mm. the film Mm. with my partner at the first showing. I loved the film. I was nervous about it. I was scared that they wouldn't do right by my girl. But it was great. I'm so glad it was It was pretty solid. Only really the villain and the height of the action let it down. And I mean the storytelling and the height of the action, not everything else. Personally, this doesn't matter to me. They did right by this amazing character and dealt with so many important themes, which I loved. They did the best they could with the rating, too. Some things are just too dark for a young audience, but they hinted at a lot. I've added the link here to a Google Doc, which contains a lot of my more detailed breakdown of Easter eggs and symbology I saw in the film. I didn't want to flood the feedback with all of them, but uh, you'll be able to access this doc, and I'm also happy for you to share the link to the other pandas so that they can read them, too. Thanks so much for this podcast. I have followed for a while, but I really felt the love since WandaVision. I've seen a bunch of MCU podcasts go bad from being critical to the point the hosts and listeners don't feel positive about the film or show. You guys hold on to the positives while being constructive, and I'm really grateful for this and you. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Abby. Abby. Thank you, Abby. Super sweet. We're happy to have you. Happy to have you in the in the panda community. Um, and another UK panda too. Oh, I got to do the whole email over again with the with the correct accent. An Australian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no Scottish, obviously. Yeah. Or uh, Russian, since she's now officially learning yeah. Russian. I yeah. love that. I love that something that is you know in our in our collective fandom has inspired somebody to do something like learning another language. Yeah, like, that's yeah. so cool to me. How people are inspired to do these great things like this. You know, like you're changing your life. You're opening up a lot of avenues that you know may not have been there before with getting to learn another language and be able to communicate with other people that you wouldn't have been able to communicate with before. It's awesome. Yeah, and all because rad. Black Widow was your favorite. Like, come on! I am really glad to hear Abby talk how much she likes this movie because mm-hmm. you know I had my issues with it, and I liked it, but I had my issues with it. But like, I, I just love that a person who feels so connected to this character yes. feels that this uh, fulfilled what they wanted, and right. that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. It is. It is. Uh, Jordan Tapkin sent us an email. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley, this is my first time leaving feedback after listening to your show since about Captain Marvel. You folks do such an amazing job with making this podcast. Anyways, I just wanted to point out Marvel's lack of attention to detail in Black Widow. After Black Widow and her family get to Cuba, Yelena is holding a Princess Twilight sparkle-stuffed animal from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which doesn't (laughs) sound weird, except for the fact that her stuffed animal shouldn't exist at all during this time. Although My Little Pony existed back then, the doll itself shouldn't <laughs> exist. Possible future plotline, probably not, but just wanted to let you know. Sorry for making this so long. Keep up the great work. Love you guys 3000 and Excelsior. 
Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jordan. I can tell you're a brony. I dig it. Um, yeah, we don't kink shame around here, Ashley. <laughs> like, that wasn't Mrs. Diamonds. That was Mrs. Sparkle Pants from. I'm sorry, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's really enjoying the the My Little Pony specific feedback. Uh, I mean, some people. So specific. Uh, that all came out in. I can't. Some people. I don't focus, wanna, I'm not making fun of you, Jordan. I'm sorry. Some people focus on hair. Some people focus really on toys. Funny. Some people yeah. focus on Maybe he's stuffed an avid animals. collector. You yeah. know, I'm not calling him a yeah. brony. I, I didn't say I didn't say brony with any shame. No. People like that show. Proud. Apparently, apparently that like more recent version of uh, My Little Pony, My Little Pony that was out a few years. I don't know. It's probably been a decade now. But like a bunch of people got really into it. Like they thought That's they so were doing a really like like I guess they were writing the show and putting a lot in there that was like for adults or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of people got really into it. That's awesome. So, like, I love. Doesn't them. surprise me. There's there's a lot of bronies out there. It's funny. That's super rad. Uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting because we had this discussion with wandavision too with like the malcolm in the middle um oh yeah yeah that particular uh dvd not coming out in the mid 90s yeah exactly um and if it had come out even dvds just like like there weren't dvd sets back then that was just like not a thing that existed right so uh like all that stuff shouldn't was really kind of anachronistic and now that uh, the multiverse is opening it's got me wondering like maybe it was on purpose right what if it's a remnant of a a timeline crossing type thing yeah, maybe Yelena was part of the multiverse war. And that's what she kept. Is her my yeah. little pony? <laughs> She's a kid. She yeah. kept her my little pony, of course. Of course she would. Maybe mm. Twilight no, Sparkle. I got it. Right? I got it. Twilight no, Sparkle. Twilight Sparkle. It's a good name. Steve Rogers gave it to her. Aw. Aw, there we go. He would go get a Twilight Sparkle. He would. He would also totally visit a young Nat and give a toy to her. Little like, sister. Heard your growing up was a little rough. Can't get yeah. involved or help you, but here's a pony. Yeah. <laughs> this ought to help you through those tough times. Yeah. <laughs> Screw taking me out of the situation that involves me being human trafficked across the globe. Yeah. Thanks for the My Little Pony doll guy. <laughs> Ta-da. Oh, he, can only get, he can only get involved so much. Can't get yeah. involved. He tried to get involved more, but the TVA stopped him. If I take you out of this life, then obviously you don't become the Black Widow and can't go to Vormir and uh, do save things that I'm not going to tell you about. You save the universe. You save the universe. But, uh, yeah, just take my so word for it. Get in the it. box. Get in the box. Take this. Take this. Get in the box. <laughs> okay. Dark. Got dark. Yeah, it let's, got real uh, dark. I'm sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> I didn't even lead it there. <laughs> no, this wasn't. This was the one time on the podcast that got really dark. Ashley was. It was not Ashley's fault. So yeah, proud. It was, it was entirely my fault. I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we got a rather long one from Gabby, but it's all good stuff. So let's get into that one. <laughs> Gabby Watkins says, "I absolutely loved this movie. Easily top five for me." It was the perfect combination of dark reality, humor, and action. My favorite part was when Nat let Drakov beat her, <laughs> telling him, you weren't strong enough to do the job, and then proceeded to break her own nose and kick his disgusting ass. I am a little bit disappointed by how little they utilize Taskmaster. He's a really cool mercenary in the comics, so I hope she is better utilized in the future. Ladies, tell me if you felt similarly, but I felt like this movie perfectly captured what it feels like to be a woman. 
Right off the bat, the beginning sequence is a series of human trafficking clips. As a college-aged woman, I constantly fear falling into this. They did a great job of capturing how it feels to be mansplained to as well. When Yelena says they're almost out of gas and Alexi says they'll make it, Yelena pushes down her emotions and allows Alexi to be proven wrong, as many of us are taught. I can think of so many different situations in my life where I've kept the correct information to myself because a man believes he's right and it's easier to keep quiet. I couldn't help but laugh at this entire scene. Also, the last scene where Nat faces Drakov made my skin crawl. He gave off really strong rapist vibes when he sprawled himself out all over Nat and tried to make himself as imposing as possible. He was invading her personal space, and I was kind of waiting for him to make an inappropriate advance on Nat. I really wanted her to just stand up and kick his ass. (laughs) So you can imagine how enraged and terrified I was during this entire scene. He was controlling her, and I thought there was nothing she could do about it. The scene was perfectly set up to display how uncomfortable men can make women. Overall, I think this movie did female empowerment right. It wasn't female superiority, and it wasn't shoved in our faces. It was subtle. Anyways, I couldn't be happier that the Black Widow finally got the movie she deserved, and I'm even happier that the movie was amazing. I cannot wait to see it again. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Gabby. I got into that a little bit with the superhero ethics with those kind of points. um, Because I compared him to like what a Harvey Weinstein would be like. Oh, yeah. For girls, like for, you know, there's just like nothing you can do if you do this, you know, he'll end your whole career. Like it's it it was very purposefully done that way. Yeah. And they really did nail like that kind of fear. Hmm. Even though she physically couldn't, like, because of the pheromones, you know, that's mm-hmm. not everybody. But, like, when you're in a position where you're young and you're, you know, around, you know, powerful men, it's 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 almost the same. It's like a physical or a, a more on-the-nose representation of this, like, very subtle thing that happens in, in the world that you're, mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Like, Marvel's always kind of, you know, been a little bit more on-the-nose and, and pronounced about the... You know, the subtleties in life, like, they kind of have to be in order to shine a light on it. Right. So, like, with it being a pheromone and being like, you know, you can't do anything because I control you. You can't mm-hmm. attack me. But, you know, like you said, that happens in, in life. And it could be your boss. Yeah, it's just emotional at that point. It's like, I don't want to do this thing because I know that this will happen. Mm-hmm. And you always feel empowered by the the stories where, like, somebody rises up over the i know that this will happen because of you know i know that this will happen but it has to be done because this guy has to be stopped you know like you always feel empowered by those and i'm I'm glad that nat got to smash her face and make it happen yeah <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> that whole scene for me is it, it just reminding me so much of that loki scene in the first uh for in the first avengers movie and like the way that she handles situations using the power that she has and using the like knowledge that she has to manipulate men the way she can and like using that for good. Like I just, I love, I I love, I loved that scene. Um, because I get, I, I definitely felt the disgustingness coming off of him, but I also like trusted her that she had it under control. If that makes sense, because it's like, (laughs) that's what she does. Like I knew when he's hitting her, I was like, Oh, she's interrogating him. You know what I mean? Like, this is what she does. Like, she 
I, she's such a powerful character that I sort of just trusted in that, in that moment. I didn't, I don't think I ever felt that fear for her, but I definitely felt disgusted by the way that he was treating her. I don't even think it was just feeling a feel fear for her. It was just really like when he goes to hit her and she just flinches. Like I had a physical mm-hmm. reaction to that. It didn't matter if it was yeah. Nat. It didn't matter who it was. Sure. No. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of the, the lack of, you know, feeling of fear is not really identifying with that situation. Like Matt, you and I are, are yeah, big yeah, guys. No, sure. Like we, we don't have situations that that calls back to our past. I still right. felt very, like I said, disgusted for her and like the horror of the situation. Well, I mean, it's a prequel. Obviously she's going to get out of it. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the way that yeah. they portrayed, portrayed the scene, they, they filmed it in such a way that it just kept getting closer and closer and closer. The, mm-hmm. the camera kept zooming in closer on the two of them. The room got very small and then he did yeah. start to beat her up. You know, it was, yeah. it mm-hmm. was, and he's screaming and yelling. It's, you know, it just it, it felt it, yeah it reminds yeah. you you know of times that you've been if you've been in those situations like character yeah. superhero aside you know you're like For sure. this isn't That's, good yeah and and you guys were talking about how this makes it more obvious and on the face of it instead of the subtleties of of like real life and things and like that's what sci-fi and fantasy does best it takes those takes those concepts and condenses it down to this like very like, Oh, it's a pheromone instead of all of the various power dynamics that can exist that can cause the same sort of um, right. situation for, yeah. for women. You know, there's so many times where you think like, just, just stand up, just do something, just kick his ass, just like punch him in the face, just punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that, there's that one thing that's, that's holding you back or that's that one thing that's holding whoever back because, you know, I, I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to potentially, or rather, I don't want to lose this job. I don't want to lose my career. I don't want to, you know, get shitlisted from literally everything ever and have to move and change names. And, you know, I don't want all of these possible things to have to happen. Um, but, like, all of that turns into this pheromone where you see her try. She tries and gets held back by her own, like, because that pheromone is in her, and it's, it's, it's her holding herself back, and it's like, it's such a reflection of the, the internal struggle that, that people have. I think it was also a metaphor for speaking up. Yeah. Yes, 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 100%. Um, yeah, how, how loud, just, you know, how terrifying it is to try to, like, speak out against, you know, people who are done horrible things. It, I, I right. just, they, there was a lot of layers to those scenes. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's almost, it's almost like the, the action movie behind it is a bit of a disservice <laughs> to how yeah impactful and powerful that story is, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, I think what bothered me so much. My first viewing was that like, I felt like there's all this intense stuff going on on the surface, under the surface, but the movie, it's after that 40 minute mark, the movie becomes very traditional Marvel, like just beat up the bad guy, stop the floating thing. Like, yeah, I I, I wanted it to like reside a little more with her story. Yeah. I'm telling you what it needed to be R. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh God. Can you imagine what they would have done in that opening sequence if it had been R rated? I don't want to. <laughs> uh, nope. I don't want to because it's uncomfortable and I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Thank you, Gabby, for the feedback. Yes. Thank, thank you, you Gabby, so that. much. 
I'm really glad to hear another perspective of someone else who just really loved what they did with the story. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad somebody, it's resonating with so many people. Mm-hmm. A lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when uh, when Captain Marvel came out, a lot of women were writing in saying like, yes, mm-hmm. got the girl power movie. And then like, here's this one that's so much darker and is still, you know, a, a women empowerment kind of. Um, it's more of a relatable you know, character. General too. idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, is just like, from from the moment that you meet her, she is just insanely powerful. Not everybody feels that way all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop lecturing the, uh, the audience on the, you know, <laughs> on all of this. Sorry, guys. I got, I got fervent for a minute. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gajama? Gajama? Kajama. Send us an email. <laughs> okay, so first I want to mention that I have no comics knowledge. All of my comics knowledge is from people like you that tell me things about the comics. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start, good start. I'm pretty sure that Taskmaster was evil all throughout the comics, but I don't know for sure. So I have a few ideas of what could happen to her. I'm going to put them in order of my favorite to my least favorite. One, she could come back as one of the most powerful Avengers we've seen yet in the MCU. Two, she could come back as one of the most powerful villains we've seen yet in the MCU. Three, she could die while she's in a hospital or something because she does not look too good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't really see this one happening because it seems like she'll basically, she's basically all robot and the only thing left of her biological body is her head allowing her to think and feel. Again, no comics knowledge, but, you know, so one of these might be true in the comics. If so, that means I have a higher chance of being right. Kajama <laughs> the first. <laughs> I like it. I like it. If uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what they'll do with her character going forward. Yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad she didn't get killed, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. same. She stayed the, with the Yelena. Maybe she brought her into, like, the Val team. The true. Val team. Isn't uh, Taskmaster on some of the teams, some of those evil Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts or whatever? Thunderbolts, right? Sometimes. uh, More often what happens in comics is that Taskmaster has like a mercenary school that gets gets hired by like the Masters of Evil or, you know, ex-bad organization or whatever. So like... Taskmaster will be like, this is how Captain America fights, and, you know, train you to fight against Captain America as a mercenary. They're still just like, you know, they're still just regular mercenary guys, fodder, so to speak. Right. Um, so they, you know, they get shot on. They're like, oh, he was right. Ow, it hurt. I think Gajama <laughs> G- said uh, that she'll probably be one of the most powerful. I don't know if I see it that way. Like, she's definitely powerful and strong, but like, Nat could go toe to toe with her, right? And that is awesome. But from a physically imposing perspective, like if Thor and Nat went, <laughs> yeah. went at, you know, like, yeah. saying, like Thor walks up to Taskmaster, like, <laughs> yeah, you got Thor, Loki, and showing how powerful he is now, and like Captain Marvel, of course, and Wanda, like oh, Captain Marvel, one of the most powerful Avengers or villains. I don't see that from her right now, right? But I think that she will be part of a very interesting story going forward, especially like 
it seems like if she's making this training school, she's got a bunch of students already, right? Like, yeah. right. if they go off and do this thing. Widow Academy. Yeah, some sort of Widow Academy that's like them making their own choices, though. That could be really interesting. Yeah. Could they be the hand? No, that's a terrible no. idea. Stop it. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Stop it. The the, the black sky? Black sky. No. <laughs> no. Don't like it. Uh, Nicole T sent us an email. Hey, MCU cast fam. I loved Black Widow. Part of that was a sense of relief that it was so good after such a long wait. I loved all the new characters and I can't wait to see what happens with Yelena. But also, like you all said, I really want her to be good. Which brings me to, I totally agree that Melina and Alexi are not redeemed yet. But I'm really hoping that we get a redemption story for them because I desperately would love to have a tired, middle-aged mom as a superhero. (laughs) (laughs) The world weariness, the different problem-solving approach. I feel like that's something that hasn't really been out there yet. And as a middle-aged mom myself, it would be so awesome to see that on screen. Plus, no one would complain about more Rachel Weisz. Right? Keep doing the good work, folks. You are all the best. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Nicole. You know what, Nicole? You got it. You got it on the nose there. If if we get more Alexi, honestly, I don't even need him to be redeemed. I just need him to come back over and over again. Like, give me yeah. more Alexi. Yeah, I, I really don't mind if they stay sort of like in the grays to evil area. I do want more of their story, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yesterday. Okay, so yesterday was my wife's birthday, right? So I took her to brunch and she was like, I am, you know, I have been feeling better lately. She's getting over um, uh, a cold, like, you know, just like a, a 24 hour cold, basically. But she's still got some, still got some snottiness going on, you know, how it takes it. a little bit to filter yep. out. Right. Anyway, she was like, I'm feeling a lot better. I have a lot more energy. And I just started l- laughing my ass off. And she looked at me like, what the hell are you laughing about? And I was like, I just got out of prison. I have so much energy. (laughs) (laughs) And and of course, I'm the only one that laughed at it because she was looking at me like I was a f***ing idiot. No, not you. Not me. (laughs) Thanks for that, Ashley. You totally made me feel better. You should. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hit like two more and call it a podcast. It's it's a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Sion Aidi uh, sent us an email. Hey, Jeff, Matt, and Ashley. I finally got to watch Black Widow and listen to your podcast, and I thoroughly enjoyed both. Yay. The movie had lots of sweet, sad, and amazing moments. I think Yelena is one of my favorite characters now. She is so funny. <laughs> I also found it to be so sweet when Natasha and Yelena were drinking that Yelena said she wanted to get a dog, and then in the post credit scene, she actually got a dog. No. Also, I'm really interested to see what it would have been like if we had gotten Black Widow before Tafatwas, because we, w- we could have seen Val in a very different way. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Last thing, one problem I have with Black Widow is we're just told Drakov survived without any explanation on how. I think it would have been cool if we saw another flashback of him escaping with his daughter. It could have built more, you know, on that story. Mm. True. You guys are one of the best podcasts out there. You've built such a community that feels so safe for me to be myself and express my Marvel geekiness. 
I can't wait for the future of Marvel and the podcast, Sion. Thank you, Yeah, Sion. I agree with a lot of that. I am so happy that people feel comfortable in expressing their geekiness. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I'm doing it, and, you know, if I can display all of my geekiness, like, come on, guys, you can do it, too. Like, let's get out there. <laughs> there's a lot of geekiness there. Yeah, there's, I, I got all of it. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. All bundled up right here. The thing that fascinates me about this feedback is the idea of seeing Val for the first time here. Yeah. You know? We wouldn't have known who she was. We would have been like, who is this mm. person? Well, that's the thing. I wonder how much they rewrote that scene or how many, how many versions of that scene they filmed because like she introduced herself so well into Fatwas when yeah. she comes up and is like, I'm Valerie, right. like Consuela, whatever. Consuela. Consuela. Contessa. Oh. Contessa. <laughs> My abuela Consuela. <laughs> you can call me abuelita. <laughs> oh god. What's the what's the whole thing? Do y'all know it? Uh Contessa yeah. Valentina Allegra de Fantina. All right. Da- de Fantine. <laughs> I'm sorry, De Fantine. I was close. <laughs> call her Val. Don't right. call her that. Keep that in your head. Yeah, that's such a great introduction for her. Like, I can't imagine that wasn't like part of the original like scene that introduces her. You know what I mean? Like, are we? We just been completely would have been totally mysterious at this moment who she was. We would have been, we have been waiting months to find out like who is this woman? Do you know how much speculation people would the three nuts. of us we would have done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had like, that purple streak, though. I feel like it would have been hard for us to put that together. Victoria Hand. We we probably would have definitely talked about Victoria Hand. Like, does this mean Shield isn't canon? Da 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 da. da. Mm. Like, like the first thing that I would have theorized about is that's Victoria Hand, and she is the liaison for the Dark Avengers, uh, run by Hammer Industries. Yeah, or like right, run right, by cool. the organization Hammer, not Shield, but Hammer. And Norman Osborn is who she's working for. Obviously, I still think that could be it, but yeah, it's beside the point. <laughs> like, I really hope we get a multiverse where they can start having all of the Spider-Man characters in the MCU proper. Like, yes. I really want the multiverse to open that possibility up, which to me means we find out that the multiverse that Sony is telling the story that Sony is telling and it's it's a. Uh, is all in a different universe. Like that's what I want to find out. And that the Tom Holland is our Spider-Man for the MCU. And we get like, you know, we can get Venom movies that are like actually built in the MCU built yeah. properly. Hashtag not know. my spider verse. I get it. Yeah. I, I want really that. want that. I, really want <laughs> I just want that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, in, in response to Sion, I also felt that Yelena was, uh, an incredible addition to the Marvel verse um i love her jacket or rather her vest (laughs) it's got so many pockets it's so cool you could carry so many things like you don't even know (laughs) i'm still aware of cargo shorts like i know that they've gone out of fashion or whatever but like you can carry so many things come Mm -hmm. on well it's also i think it's also everything making fun of women's superhero costumes in the past none of them had high heels everybody had something that was you know working for them like um you know the the pockets thing would be something that you would have if you're on the run yep not you know the sexy tight weird you know things with the heels yeah if you were a uh, if you were an international assassin you would probably need tools Mm -hmm. like all the time and you would need to have them on your person 
It also just establishes her as a slightly different character. Like, I I agree with you completely, and I think they're moving that way with more of the heroes being less, like, wearing heels all the time. And they make fun of the hair flip, but Mm -hmm. that's, like, that's an iconic thing that, like, Black (laughs) Widow poses sexy while she's doing her (laughs) flips and kicking people. Yelena is setting herself up to be a different character than Nat was, and part of that is she's just a very practical person. Yeah, um, and I, I I love that. I love even if if that's just representation for that her being different than uh, Natasha is. See, is still I just cool. thought it was, it was a whole big joke about how they sexualized her character in the other movies. Yeah, just a big meta commentary. That's great meta commentary. Except, and we didn't talk about it on the main cast, but I'm going to talk about it now. Half of that movie, the one we the, the Black Widow movie, is shot from behind Black Widow's. Ass. So like I saw people movie. talking about that. It's like one one. It is it is not like one thing. It's it not is, like a ton so of it though. Much. And it's, it's a, a female director it's and it's kinda so like much. well then we can't have Chris Evans with his shirt off anymore. We can't have that. We can't I'm not have saying you can't have it. no 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 I'm no 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 wait, wait 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 we cannot do not have this discussion. You cannot take away Chris Evans shirtless from the world. How <laughs> dare you? My point is I didn't think it was overly sexualized. Like even those shots. I know that she had like a lot to say in, in final cuts and she worked really hard with the directors and I we can't take it completely away. Like we can't take all her sexiness away because that's right. also not empowering. I'm, I just I'm didn't think it was to. as much as everybody was saying it was. I'm not saying we had to. I did think it was a lot. And and maybe, maybe that is our different perspectives. And everybody, yeah. cause every time that was on the screen, I was like, well, there it is again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I noticed it. I wasn't uh, complaining. I was just like, Oh, well, thank you for this glorious gift here. And yeah. I'm not complaining either. <laughs> they do it so many times in winter soldier. They do it all the time, but I didn't think it sure. was too much. She wasn't like, I'm, she wasn't getting a shower in any of the scenes. You know, she didn't wake up in just like her mm, sure. bra and panties. She was always fully clothed. They have some yeah. scenes that are like shooting what you know she works hard to do yeah which is keep that ass it's not easy <laughs> and it, i don't know i just see it as like if you can't if you take that away then we have to take away other stuff and like you know no. we have a, I thought it was a good medium we're not taking anything away not saying you have to take it away i'm saying it's keep it. rich if you say that's a joke about the meta commentary I think this movie was almost just as much as the other just movies as much on as her ass okay. i'm not saying they have to take it away i'm just saying like I don't buy the meta commentary as a joke because of that. Okay. Did it still seem to do it a lot? I think maybe they were just embracing it. Yeah, it's fine. And like you said, from a female director, it is a little different. Last one, last one, last one. Gabby Shevka uh, sent us an email. Says, hey guys, love the podcast. As someone whose favorite Avengers are the humans... Nat, Clint, Rhodey, Sam, etc. I absolutely loved Black Widow. So good to see her finally get her own film, and honestly, it was refreshing to step away from the space and time elements that are taking over and just have a super awesome human spy movie. In preparation for it, I watched all of Nat's movies, starting with Iron Man 2. Fun little theory I had, could the villain in that movie be Nat's father? His name is Ivan, and Red Skull told Nat her father's name is Ivan. It's a small detail, possibly just a coincidence, that probably won't be addressed, but it's cool to consider. <laughs> anyway, keep up the awesome work. I love tuning in. Gabby. I do think it's possible we'll find out who her father is one day, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Like, I don't know that that was her father, um, Vanko, but they do talk about her mother being murdered, but they never say what happened to her father, which leads me to yeah. believe that he might still be alive somewhere in the verse. Maybe. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be Yvonne Vanko. It'd be super messed up. Like, the way she looked, like, upset when she's like, oh, maybe going through her head, like, was that guy my dad? <laughs> I kicked that guy's ass. Was he my dad? <laughs> I dropped two buildings on his face. <laughs> this is for dropping a building on my face. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Yeah, it. Mm, I don't know that the timeline really lines up for that, though, because she was born in 84, and... I have no idea how old Ivan Vanko was. Yeah, I don't know, but, like... Could be her father, for sure. Maybe. I mean, is Tony old enough to be her father? I I would think so. That guy looked a lot older than Tony. Yeah. But, you but know... He, had, he, he lived Russian, a hard life. Russian life is hard on you. <laughs> Not when you're as rich as him. He was 18. <laughs> you lose, suck. You lose. Spitting out blood. Anyway. Man. Okay, well, let's say, is there anything in the live chat we want to throw out before we... Uh, um, Not really. Me and up? JD Meyer were just kind of talking about hair. Oh, okay. Just kind of talking about hair. You guys been podcasting? We've been off talking about hair. I don't even know what y'all are saying over here. Yeah, right? Like, are we still talking about Black Widow? God. Yeah, they're finally doing realistic female hair. You know, all the girls' hairs are always flying around in this, and, and these ones, their hairs were up. It's kind of like in Birds of Prey, when she throws her a pon- like a ponytail holder. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And like Sylvie even has her hair up a lot. Oh, yeah. Like we're starting to move towards a lot more realistic looks for women. You know, no heels, yeah. yep. hair up, hair ties. Yep. I remember when when Sylvie put her hair up in the in the train. I was like, oh, okay, practical, practical. Yeah. I like it. Um, Dun Dun's asking asking if we talked about Yelena being snapped. I know we did a little bit on the last cast. Did um, we? But is that confirmed? Because I remember I we were like, if it if that's what I happened, but we don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it would make know. it would make more sense that she got snapped, so, you know, because she wouldn't have been there to um, help, you know, to help right. at all, and exactly, and Nat or been there in game with her sister. Or yeah, whatever. no, it yeah. makes more sense for why Nat like gave up her life, maybe right. her whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Hmm. Mm. I wonder if um, Melina or Red Guardian got snapped. Like, if the whole family got snapped away. Yeah. I, I, I'm guessing they did. In like, even if just from like an actor perspective, they haven't aged, you know, they come back and they're like, ah, we're right back where we, where we were five years ago. <laughs> I just got back from the soul, soul realm. I have so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on the MCU cast. I'm going to drop another song at the end of this podcast. Uh, this song is uh, another track from the Black Widow album. And it is that is forthcoming. If you like it, please go subscribe to the Matthew Carroll podcast and follow along. I'll be doing that. I'm going to be uh, making the album in front of your ears uh, on the on the Matthew Carroll podcast over the next few months. So check that out. Uh, this song is about, uh, it's, it's from the perspective of Nat in Civil War when she has left, uh, left Steve to work with Tony after their close friendship in Winter Soldier. And this is her kind of deciding to turn back and be friends with Steve. Oh, my friend Steve. That's the one. That's I like one. it. This is. This is this is one of my favorites. I've been playing it at a uh, trivia night and stuff. So come to trivia night. Yep. Yeah. 
Twitch.tv slash TV. Wednesday nights, 7 Central. Oh, shoot. We need to mention that, actually. Yeah. We didn't mention it on the last episode. We should have. Uh, yep. Maybe I'll plug this in on the la- end of the last episode. Um, we are doing trivia this week and next week is Loki trivia. Loki and specific. You, oh, yeah. Loki specific. It's uh, Loki episodes one through three this week and four through six next week. Yep. And um, we are giving away a really cool set of Loki horns. A 3D printed Loki crown. Cosplay, cosplay crowns. Cosplay yeah. crown. So on top of all the normal prizes we give away and you can win a Nintendo Switch and a Oculus Quest. We're or, also You can't or, win an Oculus or. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can also win this cool Loki crown. Uh, Loki Is it that they have crown. to be there both weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you have, have to, to show play up both for weeks. both weeks. So I'm going to throw a little, we'll do an intro for the other podcast. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, come out to trivia this week. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Loki, Loki specific. And I always love the ones, the trivia weeks where we do the shows that just aired. Cause I know the answers to the questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> makes me feel all smart. It does. It makes me feel good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank, thank you so much for hanging out. Peace. Until next time. True believers. Bye. My friend Steve, I'm sorry that I decided to leave your side. Cause you trusted me when you had no reason to believe in me. So I'll try to be friend to you that you've been to me cause I've always walked a little darker side of the road across from you and I'll still be me with my pretty shaky morality but you'll see I'll try to be the friend to you that you've been to me
I'll try to be the friend to you that you've been to me. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.